0: With no paddle, no aliens to battle, where we want to go. Without being pompous, we don't need map or compass. We're launching Wampus on our new
1: travel show. Space crew, tons only go with us. Space crew, tons on our podcast bus. Space
0: crew, tons we see you us. And in space, no one can hear you scream
2: from our earworm, Space Hello Space Croutons listeners This is Solly along with Jim Bowtie podcasting another episode of Space Croutons ably assisted by our friend and occasional co-producer Seaver. Alright boys make some noise.
1: Present and classically presentable Salutators alligators
2: You may be wondering where Curdy is and so are we Earlier today, we picked up Seaver in front of his home and drove to our present location, cheering when Curdy announced that Seaver would once again be a member of our production team. While we prepared for today's podcast, Curdy parked Van Helsing in the center of the Indianapolis Speedrome figure 8 racing track and jumped out leaving only a handwritten note sitting on the driver's seat. Before we could ask where he was going, he was gone.
1: Yeah, and his note says, When the show starts, find my signal and plug me in live. Mysterious, huh? I'll say. After all that's happened, I'm a bit anxious about whatever Kurti is doing. Why not tell us ahead of time?
2: Hopefully he will explain everything when we make contact. First, a word from today's sponsor. Another Bafo Bevsfert business venture. Mime Time Children's Stay Centers. Shh!
3: What you are hearing now is a true breakthrough in child care. We are playing live audio from a room full of tykes in an actual Mime Time Children's Stay Center. The children are happy. They're flying kites and pulling ropes, walking up and down stairs and against the wind and going about it all silently. How do we do it? Mime, no one is allowed to talk. And if one of those snotty-nosed brats forgets and disturbs everyone's peace, easy, they get locked in an invisible box for the rest of their stay. Your child can spend an hour or a whole day in one of our spacious empty rooms playing with all of our super sanitary imaginary toys to their little heart's content. Returning to the hustle and bustle of the real world when you finally retake up your dubious role as primary caretaker of your progeny. And after all that quiet time? They can be as loud as they want. We don't care. <laughs> Mind time children stay centers where your children are truly seen but not heard.
1: Boy, that would not be my kind of place. At lunch, I bet they
2: still have to eat imaginary veggies.
1: But on the bright side, unlimited imaginary ice cream. True that.
2: I have tracked Curdy's phone coordinates and am connecting with his cell now. Curdy, are you there?
1: Sally, it's good to hear your voice. Seaver and I are here too, Curdy. Yo. So what the heck is going on? Where are you and why didn't you take us along? Or at least let us know what you were doing ahead of time.
0: Because I didn't want you to stop me.
2: Stop you from doing what?
0: Look, I'll tell you everything. You've always been there for me and Space Croutons and you deserve to know. Our audience deserves to know as well. That's why I wanted to do this live, and I had to do it alone.
1: Curtie, that's ridiculous. We're a team. Go, Crouton Crew. You know we'll help, whatever it is. You can't. No one can.
2: I don't understand your logic. More data is needed. Explain and we will listen. Then perhaps we can provide additional possible solutions that may not yet have occurred to you.
0: Right. Good. Fair enough. Well, this started a while back when we went to see Susie Farnell in Eagle Rock about what was happening in her closet. She'd go into her closet and then come out knowing stuff about people or things around her. Sometimes her neighbors or her clothing changed. I remember. We theorized that what was happening was the result of her storing the white elephant clock Kordak in the closet for years. Some kind of Kordak residual effect was given her visions of future events or altering her reality. If you remember, I went in the closet and came out to find her in a different dress than before conducting the experiment.
2: All of this was presented in the episode.
0: Right. But then she said something else. She spoke about coming from the closet and knowing something about me. Something she hesitated to say for the podcast, remember? I told you to stop recording?
2: That is in my database, yes.
0: Then, while we were having tea off the air, I asked her about it. And she confirmed something I already suspected was happening. Because I also had possession of a Kordak. The gemstone I first saw in the bowling pin back in Wicker.
1: So you were feeling the residual effects of your Kordak?
0: Yes. It started with strange dreams waking up in a cold sweat. At first, I couldn't remember the dreams, but I knew they were not pleasant ones. By the time we saw Susie, the dreams were growing more frequent, and I was recalling them in vivid detail. And when Susie showed us the closet and then told me what she'd seen, I had to believe it was, well, it is true.
1: So what is it, dude? Are you turning green or something? Not that being green is bad. I mean, Kermit is cool.
0: No, Seaver, I'm not turning green. It's worse, much worse. In the dreams I found myself sitting on a beach. The sky was overcast and gray and the water murky and smelling of rotting seaweed.
2: You had this same dream over and over? Had you informed me, I could have run an analysis, formulated an interpretation.
0: That wasn't necessary, Sally. It wasn't the same dream over and over, but it was the same beach.
2: What made the dreams different?
0: Someone else was there, and we talked. Different conversations each time, but the subject was the same.
2: Who else was there?
0: The other Curdy? The benefactor, the other me.
1: That's spooky. I thought you were done with him. Me too.
0: But the Kordak residue must have triggered something. I had the gemstone and he had possession of and was using the white elephant for a while.
2: What did you talk about in these dreams? Does it have something to do with why you left us?
0: Yes, and what we talked about. What I didn't want to believe, but what is happening to me, is I can feel myself drawing closer and closer to him, the other curty, I see things through his eyes, and he's commenting constantly in my head about things happening where I am, with you. At night, in our dream conversations, and during the day, his voice has grown stronger in my brain. We've argued about what's happening, Believe me, he's no happier about this than I am. And now I see how this is going to end up. I feel a pull, an energy drawing us to each other. We're becoming one being with the two of us inside.
1: It's like that story we read in school, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
0: Well, that's a good analogy, Seaver, though he and I disagree about who's who. As the connection has grown, I can see further into the blackness of his heart, the emptiness of his soul. He is not good. And when we finally meld together completely with him being a part of me, I don't want him, us, around those I care about. So I had to leave.
1: Why didn't you tell us? We would have helped.
0: How? Besides, you have eternity to reverse. That's way more important.
2: Curdy, while I am programmed to be a pacifist, I must present as an option one possible solution. Delete the other Curdie's life before the final fusion takes place.
0: I thought of that too, Sally, but no. Even if I was willing, through our connection, I already physically feel what he feels. Kill him, and I die also. On the bright side, that has been the one thing that stopped him from getting rid of me first.
2: Where are you? Cordy's phone coordinates indicate he is just arriving on the planet Poi, just outside of Poi Vegas. Poi? Why would you go back there? And are you going to start singing?
0: Yeah, I don't know, Sally. Maybe. Jimbo, I came back here because after what happened to Joe, eternity reached and infected Poi, petrifying its people, encasing their conscious minds in eternal statues. When we become one... I have concerns. Can I maintain control, or will he be too strong? I figured that if I get lost inside of us, he could do the least damage in a place like this. To be honest, I'm not sure if we'll survive the meld. But if we do, it's better to trap what we become in stone. Wait. He's coming. I can feel
1: him closer than ever. Don't do this, Curdy. Sally, we've got to get to Poi.
2: That is not possible, Jimbo. You and I have no hands to steer Van Helsing and Seaver is too young and small to do it. That was your plan, was it not, Curdy?
0: Yes, Sally. And Jimbo, you can't be here. If he takes over, he would as soon kill you as look at you. And I can't let that happen. To any of you.
2: Curdy, I commend you on your reasoning. Based on the data you have presented, your action was the only appropriate option.
1: Sally, how can you say that? There has to be something we can do.
3: Hello
0: Curdy, here we are. Becoming one on a lucky star. How is this happening, mister C? What's this nightmare joining you and me? Mm. Absorbing your weakness makes me stronger. I can't push you away any longer.
3: Oh, just give it my twin. You think you're so clever? Ha! Join me in one skin together forever. Oh, don't fight it. Must fight it. Ignite it. Oh just fight it. You can't fight it. Gotta fight it The light is so bright It's coming now
1: Space Croutons. Ground control to space croutons. We are picking up your signal, but it is weak. I don't know if you can hear me speak, but if you can, this is Joe on planet Poi. I repeat, this is Joe, Jimbo's boy.
2: The signal is gone.
1: What about Curdy? And Joe, we've got to get to Poi.
2: And we will. But first Seaver must go for help to get us off the speedrum, And we need reinforcements, we'll need Van Helsing to get to Poi and bring back Cordy and Joe. Jimbo, Seaver, reach out to the others and see who can help. And as for this episode of Space Croutons, we'll stop here. Join us again podians, and keep peace in your heart until our next story time.
0: We're back in the saddle up the creek with no paddle, no aliens to battle where we want to go. Without being pompous, we don't need map a compass.
2: We're launching wampus on our new travel
0: show. Space
2: crew, tons boldly go with us. Space crew, tons
1: on our podcast bus.
0: Space crew, tons we see Uranus. And in space, no one can hear you scream
2: Loopy from our earworms, space shanty theme
3: So when we leave the station For each time or space
0: vacation
3: You won't wanna miss it. If you do, well, you can kiss it. Space crew, season 2.0. Space crew, brings new worlds to know. Space crew. Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Jeff. Original music by Jeff. Production by Levi Blakesley, Jerry, and Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Levi Blakeslee, Barry Shea, Jace, Jerry, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work copyright 2021 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio Production.